Hello, I'm Andy Rose. I'm Technical Advisor at IMCA for Competence and Training. I'd like to welcome you to the third instalment of our Understanding Competence series. What are the challenges to implementing a competence scheme? In the Competence and Training article in the last edition of Making Waves, we looked at why use a competence scheme. We highlighted the benefits to be gained from having a standardised approach to competence. In this article, we will highlight some of the challenges IMCA member companies could face while creating and implementing a competence scheme. As we cover each challenge, we will provide some pointers designed to help members address them. Allocating the right sources to the scheme. While it's useful to have a single focal point responsible for the management of a competence scheme, it is equally important that companies are clear on responsibilities for everyone involved. This can include the candidates being assessed, the assessors and the internal verifiers who will check that the assessors are conducting the assessments fairly. If you'd like to guidance or reference for this, um, IMCA C007 guidance on assessor training and IMCA C016 guidance on verifier training will give you some good information. Creating company specific or adopting existing assessment criteria. This is an important decision for most companies when developing a competence scheme. IMCA competence frameworks are in place for marine, diving, ROV and survey positions. This is often the first place that member companies refer to. Companies may add company-specific criteria to those contained in the IMCA frameworks, for example, to cover specific equipment or processes. The IMCA Competence and Training Committee encouraged companies to feedback to IMCA any areas where the IMCA framework needs improvement. You can contact me, Andre Rose, at andre.rose at IMCA int.com. Balancing between a robust mechanism which will stand up to audits and one which is not overly cumbersome. This is often intrinsically linked to the previous point. If a company chooses to add a large amount of additional assessment criteria, it is possible that the assessment process can become overly complicated and time consuming. Conversely, if the assessment criteria are oversimplified, it is possible that assessments become nothing more than an ineffective tick box exercise. Choosing how to implement the scheme. Is paper or electronic best? Many companies will have historically had paper-based competence schemes, which will have progressed to some kind of electronic process. This may simply involve electronic forms which are emailed to the various parties involved in the assessment. More recently, some IMCA members have introduced systems which allow for assessment evidence to be uploaded and subsequently assessed and verified. Given that many of these systems are cost-effective solutions, the time and resources they can save make them attractive propositions. It's important to note that systems should not be seen as a magic sponge for a competence scheme, which hasn't been implemented or communicated correctly. Communicating the competence scheme. Following on from the previous point, the correct communication of the competence scheme is crucial to its success. This should include ensuring that the fundamentals are understood, e.g. what does competence mean to the organisation. This is relevant as members of the IMCA Competence and Training Committee often hear different interpretations of competence assurance, such as training or certification. Another key message which should be communicated is how the competence scheme works. This may sound obvious, and while it's typically addressed via assessor training and candidate instructions, induction, sorry, it's equally important that senior management not directly involved in the assessment process understand what is involved. Larger IMCA members will be able to call on their internal communications teams. However, even smaller companies can use tools such as branding, 
their confidence scheme with a name and logo and regular communications such as newsletters, posters and videos. Integrating the confidence scheme with existing processes and systems. Embedding the scheme with processes and systems already in place within the company is key. Examples of these can include safety processes such as site inductions, quality management processes such as document control, internal auditing and management reviews, HR systems and crewing systems and processes. Establishing a reassessment mechanism. Lastly, companies should be clear on how often an individual should be assessed and indeed whether a reassessment is different to the initial one. For more information on this, refer to IMCA Information Note 1234. This was previously issued as IMCA C09 oblique 14. This specifies the validity of no more than five years. Three years is quite common, but the maximum should be five years. Thank you very much for your attention. Um, in the next instalment, we will consider some case studies of accidents and how confidence could have affected these. Thank you very much.